You are listening to Moisture Festival Podcast. Moisture Festival podcast. I am Matthew Baker, a comedian and accomplished hand trumpet player. <laughs> I'm Louis Fox. I'm a magician and accomplished hand trumpet critic. <laughs> and you are listening to the Moisture Festival podcast. And if you're new to the Moisture Festival, it is a four week festival celebrating the amazing, amazing genre of the variety arts in the Fremont neighborhood of Seattle. Not just from the Fremont neighborhood in Seattle. The festival takes place, but the talent is worldwide. You have magicians, jugglers, hand trumpet players, <laughs> hula hoopers, <laughs> contortionists, acrobats, um, some of the finest acts working today. And they also have a burlesque venue. Yes, they do a week's worth of burlesque shows, and all of this happens in the months of April and March. That's, I like how you threw it backwards, <laughs> keep them on the toe. <laughs> That's how professional we are. <laughs> now, if you're listening to this uh, during the festival, be sure to order tickets now, because 95% of shows sell out. That's a scientific study I did that I just made up. <laughs> uh, you can get tickets to all the shows by visiting moisturefestival.org. Now, today, in studio, we have the... Woman that I want to be when I grow up, that's Martha Ensign. Yes, she talks to us about dreaming big, as well as her career and how she got to where she is and what she does. And a near-death experience. Oh, that she forgot about. Yes. <laughs> so it's a great interview. You're going to love it. Very inspirational, very insightful. Let's get to it. Let's do it. We're very excited to have this lady in the Moisture Festival podcast studios. She's the creative director at Enjoy Productions, was the first female performer slash director at Teatro Zanzani, the co-founder of Umo Ensemble, a performer, actress, puppeteer, teacher, and overall badass. We have Martha Ensign. Yes. Overall badass is good. That's yeah. an excellent description. Yeah, yeah. You can add that to the <laughs> LinkedIn like page I'd love to clarify like. that I was not... In any way, the first female performer. Oh, no. Oh, my goodness. Lots of performers there, but I was the first female oh, director. I have female uh, performer slash director. Yeah, I I that was, was the actual title. Yeah, no, no, no. I don't think I ever had a title. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had a baby, and then they offered me the job two months later, and I was like, whoa. Okay, nice. let's do this All thing. Right. So to get to become director, you at have Teatro, to have a baby. Yeah, that's, that's the most important thing to do. <laughs> All right, yeah, I'm, I'm working now on you that. know. Get on that. <laughs> no, yeah, that was awesome. That was in 2002. We did a pretty deep dive on your your background, and it's amazing. I mean, it's I think it's something that all performers should aspire to, just the sort mm -hmm. of variety of things that you've been involved in. So we'll just go to the beginning. Like, So you're raised in New York, mm -hmm. and where did you – you went to school in Paris. Where, where was that? Was there something – you threw a, a dart at yeah, a map, dart. and we're like, hey, <laughs> that sounds Bows cool. Arrows. No, I, I went to school in New York City. I went to school through high school in New York City, mm. and then I was done with New York for a while. It's an intense place to live yeah, your whole absolutely. life. You know, like, what's a tree? I feel like it's not made for actual humans to live yeah. in. It's, it's not, pretty it's, wild. Yeah. I mean, I'm grateful I grew up there. I feel like yeah. it gave me this whole piece of myself. 
and then it was time to go. So I went up to Maine for school for four years, and then I really sank into theater. And I went for a year to Minneapolis and worked at a couple of theaters there, taught at the Children's Theater and worked. And then I got into a grad program in puppetry, which is a really great thing because now I have a teenager who's trying to figure out, like, I don't know what I want to do with my life yet. And you're like, student loans for puppetry. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Let's make puppets. Well, I said, I think the bar is set pretty low. Let's do some miming. If you're worried that I'm not going to approve of anything you're ever going to do, just remind me of what I went to school for. And just remember that anything is possible. (laughs) My mom has a degree in Latin. Oh, that's good. That's proximate. Yeah, Yeah, that's good. So part of that degree I went to Lecoq in Paris mm. and did a year there and then I had to, had to make a decision about whether I was going to get my MFA in the States or stay and do the second year of Lecoq in Paris and I because I knew that I wanted the capacity to teach at the university level I decided to come back I did my second year of my program in Connecticut got my MFA and then from that a group of people had come together to do my thesis project who were living all over the country, and we got together a couple more times and then decided to move out to Vashon Island together, and that was when we formed UMO. Well, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. That's a huge, that's that's a a leap, hu- right? that's a okay. huge leap. So what is a thesis? <laughs> what, is a thesis? <laughs> what is a degree? <laughs> what is, what is a puppet? <laughs> yeah, that was a very, like, really creative time. There's so what was your thesis on? on. Well, it was puppetry. Uh, oh, so it was puppetry. <laughs> but, okay. but it was, it was it like was the formal name. Physical dance. It was these huge copper sculptures that I made that came apart and articulated. And we were, we were all moving them, dancing them. So it was choreographed. There were two musicians that I got an NEA grant to bring in to do the composition for mm. the sound. Fabulous guys. Don't have any idea what they're doing now. Really amazing. Marimba player and then oh, a horn cool. player. Yeah. And so we did that, and that was like the end of my getting my MFA. You have to do a project. Mm. I mean, that's typical. And then we were sort of there with this group of people who had worked together, and three of us had met in Paris, and some of them had gone to school together in the States. It was just one of those webby things. And then we just decided that it would be good to just keep working together. Yeah. So we did. So why Vashon? That seems that, like had you, yes, one of my it's a little you, obscure. Had you been there before? Because, I mean, New York to Paris, that seems like a natural transition. Even Connecticut or Maine, but Vashon, Vashon of all places. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. We just, no, that was the dartboard. No, oh, okay. That was, that was right. um, Two of the people in the company were already living there. Okay. And they were dedicated to being there. Uh-huh. It's a pretty nice place. And that's, you had founded Umo Already before you moved there, the papers or? were written. Yeah, it was incorporated. So did that in Massachusetts and then moved out. So Umo is. I'm just going to read the title for those of you listening who might not know. It's one of the most innovative, compelling, and critically acclaimed not-for-profit performance companies based in the Northwest, and it's been going for th- almost 30 years. Yeah, it's been going for a really long time. I'm not a member of the company formally anymore. I'm a founding member. There were seven of us that founded the company. Mm. There are two people who were in that original seven who are still part of UMO. Mm -hmm. There are new members. It's shifted how it works. It's not an ensemble in that they're not rehearsing together every day. We were rehearsing six hours a day, five or six days a week. Wow. Like really all the time. It's what we did for... 15 years. Now with that, it was a show that you wanted to do like sort of puppetry, theater, clowning. We used everything. Yeah. And we used it. um, We created shows like a new show every 18 months or so. 
and then toured it, took it out east a few times, down to San Francisco a bunch, up to the Canadian fringes. Like we toured around the states, mm-hmm. not we did a tour to Transylvania, which is a really excellent pace to tour to in I case. Like that. <laughs> so I amazing. They got nothing else going yeah, on. We they did gotta the come Pittsburgh out. Transylvania tour. That was really the Pittsburgh a good one. Transylvania. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. What is That's that? That's just like where you end up if you try and bricolage tour together. Is it Pittsburgh? <laughs> no, Pittsburgh was just a pit stop on the oh, way. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. But Transylvania was amazing. And it was great to go to such an intense theater center. I mean... Oh, I bet. We're so... I feel like I was so naive and so hubristic at that point. Like, oh, we're doing our own creative original. Mm. Meh, meh, meh. And you get there and they've been doing theater for like hundreds and hundreds yeah. of years. And they're fierce and Joe. committed to yeah. it. And so awesome as audiences. And like, it was fantastic. That was a great tour. Now, was that sort of the inspiration? Because I know that like Australia and New Zealand, they have like a big fringe circuit like a lot of different fringe festivals. Is that because you were part of founding the first fringe festival in the United States here in Seattle? That's right. Was that, did you sort of get exposed to that circuit over there and was like, I want to start this back at where I live? We did. We went to the Edinburgh Festival a couple of times. I went once and Uma went once. And maybe we went twice. And then we did some of the Canadian fringes. And, but that was, we did that after the founding of the fringe here. The founding Mm. of the fringe in Seattle was in 1990, 91. Really crazy, like yeah. crazy. And it's fun because like Allison Halstead, who was part of AHA Theater at the time and was on the first board of directors for the Fringe Festival, is now the head of the Arts Center out on Vashon. She just got that job permanently two weeks ago. She's been interim That's acting great. director. So yeah. it's just like this really deep roots of people who yeah. have been making art in this area for a really long time mm. together. And Tina Shattuck, who was with Allison there, and Gretchen Johnstone, Manuel Qualling, who's now the head of this really uh, great funding branch of King County, or maybe of, I'm not sure that I have to look into exactly what Manuel's doing right now. He's got this fantastic job doing diversification of funding for the arts. Just great people. Brian Schilling George, who I think is at Microsoft now. Anyway, Fringe Festival, crazy. (laughs) All nighters, all nighters, like sitting up trying to put together these crazy. Well, yeah, I mean, I imagine what was the response because you're really introducing a foreign concept to like, you know. People loved the Fringe. Mm -hmm. I mean, it went for a while. I don't know exactly why it died. I did it for two years. Yeah, I mean, it went up until the late 2000. (laughs) Yeah, totally. It it was intense work, but, but it would be great to have a Seattle Fringe. Yeah. I mean, it's so... Hmm. Seattle. <laughs> we gotta we gotta reclaim some stuff here. Yeah. Like our dirty, grungy, kind, incorporative, energetic, artistic scene would be well. So nice. We have the Moisture Festival. We that do have the, the Moisture mo- Festival. <laughs> nice. That was yeah. good segue. Yeah, the Moisture Festival is astonishing, and it super does that. The great thing about the Moisture Festival is that even though the decisions are made based on the most non-economically viable <laughs> choice making, it keeps going. Yeah, and the kindness and the heartfulness and the artistry and the commitment that everybody has that's working on it has carried it forward. I think this is the 15th year. Yeah, 14th? 16th. 16th? Yeah. Now, how did you get involved with the festival? Kicking and screaming? No. <laughs> no, no. no, I'm lying. I love it. And I have always loved it. I um, I, in fact, I think the first year that it happened, Uma was in it, and I couldn't do the show. Oh. And maybe that's when I broke my foot. Anyway, I wasn't in the first show. It was in a tent. I remember Esther saying, you 
the tent didn't even come down to the ground, so it was like you could see people's ankles. It's really funny. Um, and it's like then, the old school, like kids in you, you know forties <laughs> looking <laughs> under, can't afford the dollar ticket. And then it moved into Hales, and then it expanded for years. It kind of did a lot of morphing. It was at yeah. Georgetown Ballroom, yeah. and they did one on, on Vashon, Vashon yeah, a couple yeah. of years at the Open Space, and. The Broadway Performance Hall has been the home for. And you've done like a ton of stuff. Though. You've done Umo. You've done Aerial Act. Have you? You've hosted before. I have, and then produced yeah. the burlesque shows for years. It's amazing. Yeah, and it's really great. It's such a great community of people. I mean, it's really worth going to. Like, I have friends who have nothing to do with the theater who make a pilgrimage every year to yeah. get to the Moisture Festival. Yeah, it's I, the biggest vaudeville festival. It's crazy in the world, and it's yeah. here in the city that we live in. That's it like the th- is. crazy and thing. And people yeah. come like. You know, we always, with burlesque, there's a lot of burlesque performers around the world. And, you know, it's not a lot of money. Yeah. It's really not. Yeah. And we fly people in, so that covers their airfare and put people up if they need housing. But when we put the word out to people, you know, would you be interested in coming? People are so excited. They're really thrilled. And it's not obviously because of the money. So yeah. there's a really great environment created. Yeah. Yes. Now, I would like to go back to Umo because I have to say, I you know I grew up in Eugene, so I have seen Umo at the Country Fair. Fair quite a bit. And my favorite thing that I ever saw Umo do was you Uh-oh, did this. Now I've got to censor this. No. <laughs> is uh, you did this. It wasn't I, not raunchy yoga instructors, oh, but God. it was sort of like inappropriate. Loud yoga. Yeah, loud yoga. That's what it was. Loud, loud yoga. It made I loud even today. Yoga, I, it makes me laugh all the time. Well, I have to say, Kevin and I, after I guess it was two thousand one, we went down to do the Bikram yoga teacher training. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that in itself was hilariously funny. Like you cannot imagine. And thank God Kevin and I went together because we <laughs> had somebody to turn around and like have unbelievable eyes. Wait, did, with. You like, go, did you go? Did you go with as for comedic research? It or was did you go awesome. As like, okay. I don't know. I don't know why we went. <laughs> I like, really can't I have tell this, you. I had this voucher for some sort of yoga instruction, <laughs> totally. and it's going to expire. <laughs> and this one looks funny. I mean, now that he's hiding out in Mexico. Anyway, so we did that, and then we went and did Zanzani in San Francisco, and then we got pregnant. So it was like this whole roll of things. What did you ask me? About the... <laughs> About the loud the, yoga. The loud yoga. Oh, my God. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> really, a long morning. There's a, there a, a lot of red red yarn being <laughs> strung across. Jeez. Like the beginning so, of an Indiana Jones Loud movies. yoga was like a response to Bikram. I mean, it was okay. just so ridiculous. Wow. Yeah. It, and do you get, does that piece still exist in the... Like, do pieces I get retired? I have my unitard. Okay. All right. Well, I would Nothing like a command performance oh, at some God. point. Like, if you can bring it back, I'd love... All right. I'll put it into the... Like, Request Let me run to my car it's right like my now. favorite thing. I love it so much. <laughs> it is really funny. So, so what, what, what's the premise of loud yoga? Oh, it's um, the premise of loud yoga is that it's really good to get your to get pissed off and get your crap out while you're doing yoga. So it's just like tirading. You know, if there's somebody you need to curse out, if there's Angry yoga, screaming, yeah. if it hurts, then you just need to scream a lot. I mean, it's just loud. The, down, yeah. the downward loud. F.U. The power uh, yeah. of loud. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> George and Eunice were these two characters that Kevin and I developed at Zanzani. There's a great tradition at Zanzani when the show changes over, as it does every few months. They bring in new performers. It's a new show written. So on the Saturday night of Changeover Weekend... There's a cabaret that's just for the performers and their friends. And Uh, the performers do all kinds of ridiculous mm. things, and it's super, super Uh fun. And Kevin and I did these two characters who had been at, like, the idea was that we'd been at the show, 
we were totally wasted. Because you just sit there and drink mm-hmm. all night. Yeah, and it's crazy, right? And then you get a bill and you're like, ah, there goes the car. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. There goes the three terrible. months we worked at Seattle. There goes my job. No. <laughs> anyway, so we had these two characters who just roasted every act That's in the awesome. show. That's great. And we had these, I had a huge beehive hairdo and yeah. we both had Dr. Buck's teeth on. Mm-hmm. And he had this horrifying wig. And so we just sat there and like, you know, made fun of everybody, you know, as if we were from, you know, Podunk, New Jersey. Mm-hmm. New Jersey. And so those are the characters who do loud yoga. Ah. And they're just d- dorks, like dork, idiot, <laughs> loud, inappropriate Americans. <laughs> and we had a whole show, actually, that we created called The New Loud Americans. We're loud, we're proud. And where does that... We're here, get over it. Now, um, we... In our dive, we found that you. I am totally scared about what's about to come out of here. We have a few things here. There's a common thread within people who are at the Moisture Festival. Yes. Were you in a movie? Um, I'm sure I've been in at least one or two, but nothing giant. We have a movie called Limbo in our notes. Limbo. Have you ever been in a movie called Limbo? I don't think so. Okay, what right. is it? Maybe it's a different Marthans. Yeah. What is it? We Are don't you know. About to show me. Oh no! Oh. We, don't, we didn't download the movie, and we don't, we don't go that deep this in is our like research. This candid camera. We don't, we don't go ninety nine cents on Amazon. Yeah, we don't. That's kind of, Limbo. I, I did find that you have research. one traffic violation. That your rent value of your house is nineteen hundred dollars, and you're born on the fourth of July. I am and born on the fourth yeah. of July. You almost died in a cafe in Dryden. No, I don't think I've ever been to Dryden. Dun, dun, that was the plot of Limbo. It was. No, just, Really? I've been to Berlin. No, uh, Dryden, <laughs> Washington. Drayden? Oh, yes. P- I, okay, Pushastin. Like, Pushastin. Oh, what, what I like, happened there? I like how the dying oh. in a cafe, you're like, Well, Man. I was in Germany all of a sudden. I was like, we're in Dryden. No, I don't think so. No, we did. Oh, my God, that was crazy. How did you find that? Jeez, there was a, a I woman. I was the driver of that car. <laughs> yeah, yes. No, you definitely were not. There was a like 90-something-year-old woman who was diabetic. We came in. We were with... Our friends, Ian and Linnell, and their little boy, Teo, we came in. Ian was getting gas. Linnell went to the bathroom. Teo must have been with Ian. Ruby and Kevin and I came in. Ruby was tiny then. She was like two or three. Mm-hmm. We sat down at this window table. We realized that it was it was a huge plate glass window with like a brick lower piece. We realized it was going to be too small. We stood up and stepped out into the aisle, and this woman hit the gas instead of the brake on her car and drove her Cadillac through the plate glass window and the brick wall, like literally right in front oh of us, God. all the way into the restaurant and up to the counter. Wow. Yeah, that was a moment. She wanted to just pay for her gas. <laughs> didn't want to get out of her car. Kevin wrote a song about it, yeah. It's... Wow. Geez, so if you would have been sitting in that spot that you originally sat Oh, we would just been Oh, like my toast. goodness. It was seconds. How crazy is that? I forgot about that. <laughs> so there's this even more crazy. Thanks Looks for like reminding me. Looks like there's going to be a me. new movie made. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm not going to sleep Lung tonight. Lumbar. <laughs> <laughs> so you, what I'm fascinated at, you create, with Enjoy Productions, you guys create all sorts of shows. I mean, not only you've done Create for Umo in the past, but you guys do large events for multiple corporations. And so when you are, when a corporation calls you or, or like a party calls you or somebody mm-hmm. who wants to hire you, how do they approach you? Do they say, hey, we just have this idea or they say, hey, we have a blank slate. We want. We'd like to do something on February third. What do you? What can you come and up with? I would just like to put the word out that for those clients who want to just call me with a blank slate and an open checkbook, I am totally available. <laughs> en joyproductionscom <laughs> yes. um, No, it's usually. I mean, 
we've been doing this a long time. So most of the work that comes in, and it comes in, is word of mouth or clients we work with or clients who've been talking to other clients. And we have a, you know, we have a website. We're doing marketing. We just are hiring right now our first associate producer. Oh, I saw First that. time yeah. ever. Yeah. Mick Holzbeck. Yeah. Fantastic. He's an incredible clown. Always hire a clown. Uh. Best move we've ever made. He's fantastic. Um, so they call. Sometimes they know what they want. Sometimes they know what they want to spend. Most of the time they don't know what they want or they have an idea about when the party is, if it's an honorment for somebody or a award ceremony or a holiday party or a, you know, whatever it is. And then we sit down with them and we kind of go through how is it going to work for them and create a show for them. And the great part for me, because, you know, it's wonderful to provide ways for people to gather. I think culturally we need ways to gather that aren't about anything financial and they're not about showing off or proving yourself or having to do something. They're just to be with and to create environments that are fun and joyous to be with other people. It's really awesome if there's like a little ritual thrown in there, yeah. or a little education thrown in there. But <laughs> even when it's like seriously fun, that's great. Yeah. And so that's one part of what we do. And a lot of that is kind of pulling out of the client what they really want. I mean, sometimes people need to talk it out to figure it out. Or they talk it out and you figure it out and then they finally realize they haven't ever cleared it with their upper ups. <laughs> and you're like, okay, there goes <laughs> we that. I love the strip <laughs> show, but... Yeah, but it's not going to happen. Um, and then we do a lot of auctions for nonprofits. And that's really awesome because it's raising tons yeah, of money for great. really awesome causes. And that feels good. That's yeah. great. Oh, totally. Do you auctioneer too? I host and okay. I... Um, do some raise the paddles. Okay. But Kevin's the auctioneer. All right. And <laughs> this is our joke. He said to me at one point, yeah, you can do this one. It's just one auction item. And I said, that's great, Kev. And next week I have an aerial event and it's just one rope trick. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, you know, you got to specialize. We've got our skill yeah. sets. Now um, you guys just did a compassionate leadership summit. Yeah. In, that was that in November. Was, was that a huge undertaking it for was you? Huge. It was so incredible and it was so obliterating. I don't think I should say what we were calling it by the end because it wasn't anything you want to repeat on the radio. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> it was it turned into loud yoga. It was it did. <laughs> yeah. just the production of it. It was so intensive. We had 40-something presenters. We had 500 That's attendees. Wow. It was at the University of Washington. It was the second year we'd done it, but the first year was at the hub, mm. the Impact Hub down in Pioneer Square, and there were 150 people, and it was just really manageable. This was just people flying in from out of town and two-day event. It was great. It was fantastic. And so now we're looking at how are we going to carry this forward. And I, I'm preempting a letter right now that's going to go out to people next week that says, we're going to have a year of meeting and then a year of work. Okay. And then we're going to do another year of meeting and come back together and re report in. And then we'll do another year of work because really gathering is great. It builds morale. It makes us all feel good. And we get to like go and do workshops and engage with people. But it's also not as productive on the outside. So we thought if we flip it back and forth and we do a biannual conference, then we can keep stirring the pool. Yeah. So I think that's how that's well, going to work I ad out. I admire the, the fearlessness that you guys have. I mean, it's like you are willing to just sort of create these things and sort of roll the dice and see where it happens that you trust yeah. in yourself and you trust in your community to build this up. It's, it's so quite not amazing. done alone. We're in such yeah, a course. network. And this one yeah. was produced with Brighton Jones, which is a financial management company in Seattle. And 
the leader of Brighton Jones, John Jones, is really amazing. He has realized from this, what I would consider a very privileged space, that functioning in a compassionate way is necessary for moving our society forward. And he is moving from his zone into this space. And it's an honor to partner in that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like he's straddling a really complicated bridge. Totally. You know? Yeah. When they say, what are the shareholders going to say? You're like, oh, yeah, well, that's really yeah. not what we're answering. But he really is answering. It's about yeah. compassion. So how to drag all those shareholders into compassion. I mean, yeah. it's intense. So that's yeah. great. That was a really good partnership this past year. And we'll see where that goes. And Yeah. At your house, is it like, do you have just a giant board of like, what would we love to do in five years or seven years We're right or in the middle years. of that. Every every three years, we make a new five to 10-year plan, and then we do it, and then we have to do it again. Wow. Like, so I feel like your two-year like plan is my life plan. <laughs> yeah. It's it like, moves like that. It's but crazy. Right now, I'm really committing to making a piece of art, and that is the first time I've done that like since- Like sculpture or puppetry? No, or? like a piece of theater oh, that's gotcha. not okay, for yeah, somebody yeah. else. That's for You're just doing to it to do. do. It, to do. Okay. Um, but then, is it become like- you're doing it for you, but then do you feel the need to also make it happen, happen? Happen, happen, meaning financially viable? Yeah. Or, or, well, it has to be. I uh, mean, I mean, there, there are things I do that I, I know I'm going to lose money on. Oh, I'm going to try not to lose money on it. <laughs> I was trying to figure out if I do a show that's really female empowered and sex positive and has alcohol involved and dating and... Can I get sponsorship for that? Like, can I get corporations yeah. to send yeah. all of their? Oh yeah, like totally. can I? They could buy in. They could get like block tickets. They could buy a night. Yeah, they might be into that. Like, yeah. you know, well, there's a, lot a of... whole new world for the corporate. No, you. I, that's, I, I've, that's all corporate talk. You know, sex, drugs, rock and roll. Exactly, it's, it is yeah. Seattle. It's all, yeah, we're <laughs> all... talking about bringing it back to Seattle, building up. Here it there is. It is. <laughs> so I'm going to say it out loud on the radio. So I've there committed myself on another level. All right. I'm starting to tell everyone people, listening. Send listening her an email. Right now, hold her yeah. accountable. Venus and the Vixens. <laughs> Venus and the Vixens. Hold her oh, you, got, you, you got a title. Yep, Games of Love. And it's just a one-woman show. No, God, oh, it's okay. A, okay. It's okay. Tell me what you think. All right. All right. You show up. You buy your ticket. You get, you come in, it's a, it's gaming. It's like gambling, there's drinking, there's, I was thinking it'd be really great if I can get in a space where we could drive food trucks in and have like food trucks, bars, whole bunch of different okay. kind of gaming. And then the concert starts and it's a female band, Venus and the Vixens, mm. do a set. In the middle of the end of the set, we suddenly, everything cuts out and we go into a character arrives and it's cute, it's Psyche. And we start the story of the myth of Cupid and Psyche that like intersects the show. Ah. And we get the myth a bit and then Venus gets pissed off and mm. we go back to gaming. And every, so the audience is like in and out of the realm yeah. of like having fun at a party, uh -huh. listening to a concert, getting a show with Ariel and with mm -hmm. singing and with character work and the Vixens function as the Greek chorus as well. And then at a certain point in the myth, um, Psyche screws up. She really kind of blows uh -huh. it. And so she's given three tests. And so in the show, the audience has to help her oh, nice. pass these three tests. Because that's what happens. You have to myth. hit black three on roulette. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, they're gonna be physically involved. And so then they have to be participatory uh, as well. So you have do, to would climb you go to this? And do the rope trick yes. <laughs> while drinking. You have to eat the massive burrito from the food the truck. The survivor game, right? <laughs> yeah. uh, yes, my yeah. corporation would sponsor this. Don't you think it sounds yeah. fun? I yeah. know. 
Absolutely. It's one of those things. I'm always amazed at people who see things so big. Like, yeah. you see big where I'm like, I see small. So You it, see small? Yeah. I don't know what I see. I Definitely think, big. I think part of it is, like, Louie and I both work uh, by ourselves almost 99% of the time. Yeah. And so we're yeah, not used to work. Thing. We're not working with ensemble or even rely on the people I'm not working with a food truck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we just did an event for Microsoft. We get to do this fabulous event. You know, every year we've done it now for a bunch of years. It's their holiday party, and it's so fun. And they're the best client. Like this group, you know, there's a million groups at Microsoft. Mm-hmm. This particular client is so awesome. And this year we had like a ton of circus performers, roving performers, customized costumes. It's just soup to nuts and huge tech crew. And it's just so amazing to orchestrate. I feel like when people say that conductors live a really long lifespan because they're like coordinating all this music together and like bringing it to this fruition, I sometimes feel like that. Uh, Of course, I may just drop dead next week. but I I, I doubt that. But it's been a good ride either way. No, I think that would be, honestly, I think that show would be great, especially at a place and then you could sell, the people could bring in their their specific groups from their companies for some sort of you know, company night out, totally some sort of fun. bonding experience. Yeah, I'd go to that. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Okay, good. We'll, we'll, right. we'll, we'll, two people you've will sold come. Two I've got two tickets. <laughs> you've sold two tickets. We've helped That's your, awesome. your ambitious best podcast. will buy a block of two. <laughs> That's good. I feel I feel like that's a positive beginning. So aside from uh, working on this new show, which is uh, or not your goal to come up with the show, is there other things that you're working on that you're like on your ten year plan or your five year plan that you're like, I really want to accomplish this. Or by the time I'm seventy, I want to look back and say I did this one thing. Hmm. Besides being on our podcast, that was yeah, I'm yeah, pretty much just was, hit my. I know. You know, it's tough. It's tough to follow. I, thank you, know? you for pointing that out. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just am in this very interesting moment because my dad passed away last week and he was the head of pulmonary medicine at Columbia and he was on the team that developed the cardiac catheter. Oh, wow. And he did so much intense work on like cholera and the relationship of heart and lung disease. And and I'm doing like we're researching so we can write obituaries. And I'm like, wow, I'm going to be super stoked if I got my garden planted this week. (laughs) You know, so I don't think I have like a giant plan thing like that. I feel so grateful for the people I've worked with. That's probably the biggest thing that comes up. And that Kevin and I have managed to have a partnership where we've worked together and created this little thing we've made that's been so flourishing. For how long? Well, we're... We got married in 90. We got together in 83. Wow. That's a long... That's a long relationship. Successful. Yeah. 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 And then the best thing is my daughter. I mean, she's astonishing. She's 17 and she's, you know, heading out into the world and... Going to make puppets and... Yeah. (laughs) No, I don't think so. I don't think that's going to be her speed. But whatever she wants, you know, if it's puppets, that's good. The bar has been set, as we say. On Vashon, it's fascinating because there are so many people who live in the sort of isolated area, but they're all doing amazing things. Yeah. It's like you are really sort of surrounded by art everywhere you go. Art and unvaccinated children. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> not mine. Not mine. <laughs> no, it's That's true. why they're on an island. What now. are we famous for? <laughs> Do they have no, to wear it's... like the, you know, like uh, some sort of signature on there? Yeah, an like, epaulette. Yeah. <laughs> UV. Um, no, I... I'm amazed at Vashon. I'm amazed I'm still on Vashon. I mean, you know how you get somewhere and you stay there until it's not the right place anymore. I mean, it's always yeah. been my, yeah. it's just been the right place. 
That's well, it's, it's, it's growing with you, or you're growing with it, or well, or the, it's I feel like the, the community <laughs> is the people yeah. out there. We have Thanksgiving dinner at our house every year, and all of the founding members of Umo were there this year. That's awesome. Wow. I mean, that's 30 years on the yeah. island. We moved out there in '89, and they're my friends. They're the people yeah. I hang with. It's amazing. And well, the Moisture Festival people, those are my best friends. It's crazy. Yeah. We're going to go to Finland together, we decided. Oh, nice. Because they've got an all-female, very young government, and we're going to go do research. We think uh, oh, yeah? things could be learned. Uh, so, absolutely. That's on my bucket list. I want to go to Finland and do some research. There you go. There you go. In the right. summer. We'll hold you accountable. In the summer? <laughs> Not in the we don't want to go to the ice hotel. <laughs> I do kind of want to go to the ice hotel, but I don't want to go anywhere else rainy right now, ever, for uh, a long time. I feel How about you guys feeling? <laughs> I go to sunny places almost every week. Oh, so that's good. Yeah. yeah I go like, to, this is fine for me. I don't leave my house. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I hear you. I feel you. I know. Well, I mean, honestly, like just the stuff that, do you ever like look back at the stuff that you've created and the things that you've done and been like, wow, like I, I did that. I'm imp- like, wow, you should. I is should. what I'm saying. You think it's a yeah. good idea? Uh, yeah. A little like, yeah, you, you know, should. I mean, taking, take, take credit. Stock yeah. For I mean, what's going on. Yeah. It's good. You've I, created some amazing stuff that well, and, a lot of people have enjoyed. And, and you know, in the, like a lot of stuff it looks like you do isn't just frivolous, too, where it's like, it looks like you teach um, an improv for real life. Yeah. I don't think, and, or I don't think anybody who's making art in any way is doing anything frivolous. I really have this. This is this is it for me. There is no place in which we exercise our imaginations that is not critical right now. Critical. Okay. That is that is it. That's like the thing that I will dedicate to. Absolutely. Anything you yeah. want, any way you want to use your imagination that's not hurting other people. It's critical. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's really where I'm going. Totally. And I have no idea. I mean, compassionate leadership summit, making art. Travel. I don't know what it's going to do, but that's the thing for me. Well, it seems like you have the passion to always be learning, always be growing, and always be pushing yourself. Yeah, you're you're like a shark. Yeah, I'm like a shark. Well, no, you keep you keep swimming. (laughs) She rarely she rarely sleeps. She preys on. <laughs> you ever you ever go to smaller and weaker fish? <laughs> you ever go to the Point Defiance Zoo and see the sharks? They're always sleeping yeah. at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, Did you ever go to Atlanta and see the whale shark? No, it's not really a shark though, but it's the most unbelievable. Yeah, thing. my it's girlfriend so swam big. with them in the <gasps> Philippines, and she said it was like the most amazing experience ever. Whoa! Yeah, it's pretty awesome. Whoa, I they're mean, huge, like yeah. fifty feet long. Ah, okay, I don't really want to do that. <laughs> There's something I don't think I need to do. You guys are funny. Okay, Can we so say Moisture Festival like four times? Moisture Festival, Moisture on. Festival, Moisture now, Festival? Uh, <laughs> how, I just want to ask you, you've been involved in the Moisture Festival you know, from pretty early on. Yeah. Like a lot of the things that you've been involved in, they've grown into something amazing. That's um, nice to say. Thanks. How do you see the Moisture Festival continue to grow and maybe go into other cities? Like you mentioned that it's been to Vashon or Georgetown. How, mm-hmm. Like if you were in charge of everything, how would you predict, if you could see look into a crystal ball, how would you predict the Moisture Festival grow if it can? Well, you know, this growth thing is really complicated. Yeah. I'm not always sure. Th- and like we think growth, that's what we should be doing. We should be growing. But I just wonder about it because there are things about different sizes that are good. Mm-hmm. And Moisture Festival has grown very organically yeah. and it's had to pull back and it's grown again and it's mm. had to pull back and it it's not you know it's not fully funded by yeah you know sometimes Amazon. it can lose its magic when it i just i just over. wonder if it's not 
good to stay super grounded and grow yeah, from totally. that. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't think that there is goals for it to go to other cities. Like Zinzani has just opened in Chicago. They've mm-hmm. got their tent that they're opening in San Francisco. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They've got Woodenville that's under renovation for a permanent structure. That's growing. Yeah. Like there's growth there. And when and Kevin and I produce their offsite events, so that growth is really obvious. Yeah. yeah. And it's fantastic. And they're right in it with it. And they know what their model is. I think Moisture Festival is localized to here for now. I've not heard the desire for it to, sorry, to grow beyond Seattle. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not saying that it, they do have that desire because they have never said that to us yeah. in any way. But I'm just more curious, like something like that, why, in, why only in Seattle does like this variety arts have success you know like why isn't this uh, some something similar happening yeah like portland tried one and it didn't take uh-huh like you know or like a chicago or like a new york like, or what? like why does 1448 happen here yeah uh, which is another yeah. astonishing seattle yeah true bud yeah that's happened i don't know we have something juicy here it's mm. juicy <laughs> we're juicy <laughs> Squishy. It's moist. moist. It's moist. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> My brother-in-law just visited from Vermont, and he was walking out to our other building to go to bed, and he said, God, it smells kind of like rotten out here. And I said, it hasn't stopped raining for six yeah, months. Yeah, yeah. It's rotten. That's, We're rotten to the core. That's the soil and the people. Are, Everything. You know. We're moldy. We're like, <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah. I but it admi- gives rise to some yeah. good creativity. I was in Minnesota, and I, someone's like, oh, you're from Seattle. Does it rain a lot? And I go... Yeah, and they go. Does it smell like snails? Like what the hell? Does it smell like snails? Like I'm not even sure I know what snails smell like, but yes. Let me go find out what they smell like. Yeah, but I'm sure it does. Sure, it smells like snails. So uh, we don't want to take up all your time. We want to uh, thank you for coming in. Now you can find all that you do on enjoyproductions.com. Yeah, en dash j o y. Otherwise, you get a really great porn site. Oh, really? (laughs) Do you have problems with that? Yeah, no. I just found out from my mother-in-law earlier. On. <laughs> I can't figure out why She's like, this is I, your website. I'm I went like, to your website 13 times last <laughs> month. <laughs> For some reason it wasn't you. So I watched every video to see if it was you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. En dash joy. And then umoensemble.org. Yes. And you can you can take classes through Umo's Umo. got a school on Bashan now. Yeah, that's yep. amazing. Yep. T- teaching the Utes. And Zinzani's opening up a school in Woodenville. That's crazy. And so, yeah, the yeah, variety of arts is blowing on. up. It's yep. crazy. It is good. It is good. I think, you know, Seattle's going through such intense transitions right now. I look at it and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And then. So we'll see how the arts just keep their little fingernails in there. Check out your movie. That's yeah. What's out it called? Limbo? Limbo. Limbo. Yeah. Check yeah. out my movie Limbo. <laughs> I'm going to go check it out. <laughs> well, we want to thank you so much for coming in. It's been a treat to have you in the uh, the basement here. So lovely basement. Yes. Yes. Lovely studio. <laughs> nice to be on your uh, show, you thank guys. Thank you, Martha. Thank Great. you. Great. Have a good one. Folks, want to thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. Real quick, the Moisture Festival is dedicated to keeping the ticket prices to shows affordable, and they do that by relying on individual donations. You can donate financially or volunteer 
To get more information, go to themoisturefestival.org and click on the Contribute button. You'll get all the deets there. Absolutely. And if you want to just follow the Moisture Festival, you can do that on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, or you can just go loiter outside of the Palladium <laughs> at Hales Ales. That's a way that you can follow them. If you want to find out more information on Louie and I, we also do a podcast on our own called The Odd and Off Beat podcast that's where we talk about strange news stories of the day you can hear us chat about all things weird absolutely you can do that odd and offbeat.com or wherever you get your podcasts if you want to find out about us individually where we're performing at you can find louie at louiefox.com and that's with two x's and matt's at comedystuntshow.com that's spelt regularly <laughs> <laughs> so we would like to thank you so much for listening so much for your time and we hope to see you at the moisture festival soon be well Thank you for listening to Moisture Festival Podcast and stay moist.